0: And welcome back to Coast Access Radio. You're on at the table with Gail for the second week of 2022. I know. Curitania. Well, I just can't believe it. Before
1: we know it, I just can't believe it. We'll be at the end of the month and then it'll be February. I know, which is the best month it's in the whole special. year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, February's our month. It so, is our yeah, month. Yeah, it's our month. It's lovely. Is it? Uh, no, it's not leap year, is it? Oh, I don't no. think so. No, was it last year? But no, I have to have a look at the calendar. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because 28 or 29 days doesn't matter anyway. <laughs> um, but anyway, we got to start off today, Tania, because I think we're still in the salad mode. Mm, well, I oh, hope definitely. we are for about another two and a half months anyway. And um, I saw this and I thought, oh, you know, um, I don't know how many people make aioli Mm. but I just saw it there and I thought I know my family they love aioli and they have it with their salads of course but they also have it with um fish and chips and they put the aioli you know they put the tomato sauce down and then the aioli goes over the top like a little swirl and then they mix it
0: all together and and have their fish and chips like that I wonder mm. if that's almost like a um like a thousand island type of
1: flavor Yeah, yeah thousand
0: island dressing gee that Takes you back. They used to have that with shrimp cocktail in
1: those little glasses. Gosh, I remember that. Yeah, that's very sort of 60s, 70s, isn't it? Oh, I love that. I'm going to take on your grandkids,
0: your little morkels idea and give that a crack. But we've got to make the aioli first. That's
1: right, we do. So really, this is it here. Three quarters to one teaspoon of salt, half a teaspoon of mustard, one egg yolk plus one whole egg. Mm. Three cloves of garlic crushed. it's quite a bit of garlic. A few good grinds of pepper. One tablespoon of white wine vinegar. And one and a half cups of peanut oil. Oh. Now, it said peanut oil. I don't know whether any oil will do. But they've specified peanut oil. So it must be the flavor. Must be. And one tablespoon of lemon juice. So in a food processor, place salt, mustard, egg and yolk, garlic and pepper and process briefly. Then add the vinegar. Then what you're doing is gradually pouring in the oil. Well, with the motor running, but some people haven't got one that, you know, the motor continues to go. So my suggestion is that you gradually pour in a little bit of oil, give it a whirl and uh, a bit more oil and give it a whirl and just keep, you know, keep it going like that. And then... Last of all, add the lemon juice. And then just, once you've added the lemon juice, turn the aioli into a bowl and serve with crisp, fresh vegetables for dipping. Or, as we've said just previously, what you can do with it. Mm. I mean, I think you can squeeze it over your salad or anything. You know, it's, um, it's sort of like a, a, like you say, a, um, a mayonnaise, really. And, and if you're adding tomato sauce, well, you've got a thousand island dressing yeah. there. Yeah, which I hadn't thought about when um when I found this recipe, but there you are. If you've got those ingredients
0: at home, you'll never be short of um aioli. Absolutely. And if yeah. you've got some um you've been digging your Christmas spuds and you've still got some spuds and out and about, you can make some wedges and then have the aioli mm. you feel like you're you Oh know. very oh, nice. Welcome to my cafe. <laughs> yeah. Here's my homemade aioli. <laughs> and you can have a homemade ice block from last week oh, afterwards. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Yes, no, that's very good. Yeah, very good indeed.
0: All right, so food processor aioli, if you want to find that recipe, that is on our Facebook page, Coast Access Radio, so go and like us while you're there. Gail's recipes are up every week, so if you're bored and you're you're at home on leave, go trawling (laughs) back through the weeks and you'll find some of our old recipes. And this one's intriguing, chocolate croissant pudding. Yes, wow. I just thought and I looked at this, and to be quite honest, in the
1: pan... And I don't know whether it's because they've put it in a dark tin. It looks a bit of a mishmash. And I think if they'd taken the photograph with a white dish, this dish would have looked completely different. So I'm going to hold it up and show Tania because
0: I like to do that at least once during a session. Yeah, it does look very dark, doesn't it? Yeah. But it looks sort of crunchy and it does, sticky yeah, and, and it does
1: actually. But I think, you know, with presentation, you know, I would have thought something else, but maybe it's because, you know, it's, it's, um, oven to table. I don't know, but you can get that in whiteware. But anyway, we're not worried about the picture. We're worried about what it tastes like. <laughs> so chocolate croissant pudding. Now, 300 mils of cream, 150 mils of milk. One hundred grams of dark cooking chocolate, six large plain store-bought croissants, twelve squares of milk chocolate, three um, egg yolks, and one tablespoon of caster sugar. Now that's for the obviously for the croissant mixture. I'll give you the uh, the sea salt chocolate cream ingredients as well. So one cup of cream. One tablespoon of icing sugar, a half a teaspoon of sea salt flakes, plus maybe a little bit extra for sprinkling. I don't know, that's personal choice. Two tablespoons of cocoa powder. So what we're doing is we're preheating the oven to 160. Grease a baking dish approximately 20 by 35, which, you know, might be bigger than a sliced tin. I think looking at that so a sort of fairly reasonable size baking dish heat cream and milk in a pan until almost boiling and then you're adding your dark chocolate and set aside to allow the chocolate to melt and once it is melted just stir slightly just to incorporate it all together you know the cream and that Cut croissants in half horizontally, so and place cut side up in a, in the dish so that they fit snugly. Now, what you're doing with that other chocolate that I said? So you place um because you, you've got six halves, so that means uh, six croissants. That's twelve halves. and That's why we've got twelve squeezes of chocolate. I did my maths this morning, and place a square of the chocolate inside each croissant half. Now in a medium bowl, beat together the yolks and sugar, then slowly pour in the warm milk mixture, beating all the time. Pour the mixture evenly over the croissants, ensuring all that pastry, because that's what croissants are, is soaked up. And bake for 30 minutes or until the custard is set and the tops of the croissants are crispy. And that's just exactly what Tanya said. Mm. Or they look crispy, and they are. Now, for the sea salt um, chocolate cream, beat cream and icing sugar until the cream holds a very soft peak and carefully whisk in the sea salt and the cocoa powder until that's sort of just blended together or incorporated and cover and chill until you require it. And just before serving, uh, you can... Brinkle it with the extra salt flakes. I'm not sure whether that brings out the flavour. But anyway, you can serve it warm with that beautiful chocolate cream on the side. Mm. Now, I know that we've used uh, three just egg yolks for this, and uh, it's a shame. But you, you will find something to do with the whites, which you could make some meringues or something like that, and even put some of that beautiful chocolate cream yeah. between the meringues or something like that Um, because you can make that separately you can have that a recipe as any time but yeah so you've got three egg whites that you can do something with and maybe um, whip up a pavlova or as I say just make some nice meringues
0: and have those as well don't waste those egg whites Oh no, girl will come and hunt you down. <laughs> <laughs> we always find uses for things like I remember last year, I think it was at the beginning of last year, probably about this time, about the chickpeas. When you have, was it chickpeas? Oh. And when you drain the liquid out, you said, don't throw it no, away. No, that's right. You can make a Pav or
1: something You out can of make that. something out of that. That's yeah. exactly right. That astounded me, I you know. know. Well, and, not uh, and I did try it and it was, and it did work out just as the recipe said. So there you are. That's something else to think about as well.
2: Babe, guess you know it's true, hope you need my love, babe, just like I
0: If you're beetling about eight days a week on Coast Access Radio. Well, she's not quite on eight days a week. (laughs) But you are listening to Gail Hall from Sunny Otaki at the table with Gail. And uh, she's keeping you in recipes for 2022.
1: Right. Well, I think we're doing a bit of a dessert overload. But I mean, it was a beetle. So there you are. Sorry about that. You know, just putting on (laughs) the extra kilos after Christmas. But never mind. They both look appealing. And uh, this first one I'm going to give you, Little Caramel Date and nut puddings so if you've got some of those big texas muffin pan trays i've actually got some this will be perfect for them so um and these are just really really more so um so, so the person uh, has included that statement in this recipe so i'll give it to you and here we go for some decadence a third of a cup of golden syrup Two tablespoons of maple syrup. We've used maple syrup a little little bit this morning, haven't we? Yes, we have, Tania.
0: It's all right. I'm just dribbling all over the microphone here. (laughs) Um, Actually, yeah, maple syrup's made a bit of a comeback. And I think, I see because there's maple syrup and um, golden syrup, it must be the taste of the maple syrup. Yeah, it
1: is. It is the taste. And we want one cup of uh, dates chopped and two tablespoons of sherry you could use, two tablespoons of boiling water. 225 grams of butter, one and a third cups of caster sugar, four large free-range eggs or eggs, you know, don't have to be free-range, but I'm a free-ranger, one cup of self-raising flour, two teaspoons of baking powder, a half a cup of ground almonds and a quarter of a cup of finely chopped walnuts. Now, as I mentioned before, grease and flour the inside of a 12-hole Texan muffin tin, but I've got the two sixes, so, you know, it doesn't make any difference. They'll both fit in the oven at the same time. Mix together the golden and maple syrups until evenly combined. And then if you're having difficulty with that, Um, you can always just stand it in a a little bowl of hot water because they'll sort of just, you know, soften up really. And so you're mixing those two syrups together until evenly combined. Then you're spooning one teaspoon of of this mixture into the base of each muffin, you know, the muffin Mm mould, and set that aside. Place the chopped dates in a bowl and pour over the sherry and boiling, boiling water. Set aside to soak for at least 12 minutes because, you know, that'll probably, the dates will absorb that. Preheat the oven to 160. Um, That's fan bake, actually. So if you want to go up, you could just go up another, um, a few degrees. You know, I usually think, oh, well, 160 fan bake is about 180 normal Celsius. Beat the butter and sugar together until pale and fluffy. Now, add the eggs one at a time, beating well after each addition. Now, you've got four eggs in this, so just be very careful. Like I've always liked to say, when you've got four eggs, just break them into a cup first because you never know when you get something that's, um, you know, a dud, um, you know, or not, not good. And that means you've wasted the whole mixture. It's really annoying. Sift the flour and baking powder into butter mixture and add the almonds and walnuts. Now gently fold that together, add the soaked dates and the liquid, and the liquid, don't forget there won't be a lot of liquid left, and mix until um, evenly combined. Now spoon mixture into the muffin tin and bake for around 25 minutes or until a skewer insertle in the middle comes out clean. So that's what we always do anyway, just to see that there's no sort of loose mixture on that uh, skewer. Cool in the tin for five minutes, then just loosen with a knife round the edges and turn them out. Oh, and serve warm with
0: soft vanilla ice cream. Yum!
1: Oh, sounds yum, doesn't it, Tanya?
0: It does, and I like dates a lot, and I don't do a lot of cooking, as you know, or baking. But I've, I've been hearing in the last six months for you, from you, yeah. a lot of the fruit... Um, That is used in recipes Is soaked in stuff It is soaked Yeah And that softens it You Mm. know It's
1: like date scones You know You don't want to get A hard date In the middle of scones And that's why Well me personally I boil the dates Before I put them In the scones Because it really Does soften them And if you You can almost Turn them into a paste And
0: you know Just spread it over the dough Really good And it also adds flavour Like when people soak them In orange juice And stuff Before adding them up Yeah Yeah Exactly Well in fact You could cook Cook them in
1: orange juice. Yeah, you know, if you wanted to really soften them and spread them into something. Yeah, and uh, great. And it, and yeah, I've uh, dates a new age thing for me. I think they're really lovely. I
0: I try to use them a lot in cooking. Oh, I just yeah. love the flavour of dates. But it's it's interesting to see why you do these things. Sometimes I think, oh, why do you do that? What's exactly. It? Just, just There's always a reason. <laughs> There's Just always a recipe. Oh, did you hear that <laughs> coming from the cook's assistant over there? <laughs> <laughs> and always when you say scrape down the side of the container, yep. I want to say yeah with your finger, but no. no, no. Right. Carry on. <laughs> right. We're carrying on. Now this appealed to me, this recipe, because I was intrigued
1: because they, it's, they're in individual cups and they've got these, what they call shortbread cica- cigars by them. Mm. And I thought, gee, that's a good entertaining sort of type of thing that you could, you know, sort of, impress people with, is serve these Frangelico chocolate pots with hazelnut shortbread cigars. Now, how's that for a mouthful? Oh, la di yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyway, <laughs> I just thought this was, it really appealed to me, and I looked at it, and I thought, oh, maybe I won't do that. It looks pretty complicated, but it's not. It just might be a, a little bit long, that's all. But we'll start off with the cigars, because really, you don't have to make the chocolate pots. I think the The cigars will be quite nice on their own, but they obviously go together because you're going to dip them in there. But anyway, the cigars, you're needing 90 grams of um, skinless roasted hazelnuts, 250 grams of butter softened. A half a teaspoon of vanilla paste. Well, I've, I don't think I've ever owned vanilla paste. So if you've got it, use it. But I don't know whether it makes any difference if you just put a half a teaspoon of vanilla in. I'm not an expert, so I don't know. But that's what I would do. One cup of icing sugar, one cup of corn flour and one three quarters of a cup of flour. So we'll leave that there for the moment. I won't give you the method, but that's the ingredients for the the cigars. The chocolate pots, five hundred mils of cream, one and a half times two hundred and fifty gram bar of creamy milk chocolate broken up, four large egg yolks, two tablespoons of butter and five tablespoons of frangelico liqueur. Now I don't know, is that a popular li- liqueur or do you know if can still, I suppose it's in the bottle stores. Yeah, you can still get Frangelico,
0: yeah. but it's, um, I've never it's ever like. had it. It's a hazelnut liqueur. Oh,
1: well, yeah. there you are. A hazelnut liqueur. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's the nice thing. You know, frangelico sounds lovely, it but does. if it's a hazelnut liqueur, there you are. And some people might have that in their cupboards as well, because it might be like Kalua, quite nice with milk and ice. I don't I know. know. I've never had no, it. No, either of five. <laughs> but anyway, five tablespoons of Frangelico liqueur. Now, what we're doing is um, we're heating the oven up to um, um one sixty fan or one eighty. So it's um you know either either, but it says one sixty fan. Now it says to place the uh, nuts in a food processor and chop until finely ground. Now I'm talking about the the cigars, obviously here. Beat butter, vanilla paste, and icing sugar, sugar together until light and fluffy. Add the hazelnuts and stir in corn flour and flour. Carefully mix to make a firm dough. Now dust your bench with a little flour to avoid sticking. Then roll the dough into cigars, you know, like you make your choice, and place on a paper-lined tray, so just so that they look like cigars. And Bake for 25 minutes until lightly, beautifully golden brown. Allow to cool and then place in an airtight container, but make sure they are really cold. The cigars will keep up for for two weeks in a sealed, you know, properly sealed tin. Now, for the chocolate pots, heat the cream in a pan until almost boiling. Remove from the heat and add the chocolate. Set aside to allow the chocolate to melt and after five minutes sitting time stir the cream mixture to incorporate that chocolate. Whisk the egg yolks and add to the cream mixture along with the butter. Add the frangilico or hazelnut cream as we've discovered and stir to thoroughly combine. Pour the chocolate cream into six serving cups or 12 Demitasses. Now, mm-hmm. you know what a demitasse is, isn't it?
0: I do, because I'm you'd a coffee drinker. Of
1: course you wee, are. Would well, you like to cup. explain to the listeners that
0: then? It's like a little wee shot glass of coffee, really. Yeah. It's the little wee yeah. um, black coffee cups. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
1: exactly right. Yeah. So, you know, if you want it to go further, you could do that in those little demitasses, mm-hmm. you know, because um, it'll look lovely as well. Now, what you're doing is covering that with a plastic wrap, and then you're refriger- refrigerating it overnight to thicken. So don't pick it. Now you can serve these. You can come out with them on a tray, or a lovely big, gorgeous breadboard, you know, wood, and um, put them on there with the with the cigars, you know, sort of around. And then you can just, you know, dip them in and eat your chocolate pot like that and I just thought oh it's a nice it's a nice thing not really complicated but
0: looks complicated but it looks fantastic I'm going to hold this up oh yeah that does look good oh I've got a spoon in that pot I'd have my finger in there
1: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so that's it and this will keep because you're remembering you know we are using cream so it'll keep in the fridge for a couple of days anyway I don't think it will last that I don't think it will either no
0: (laughs) Oh, always cream with you, Gail. Actually, no, you've been quite good lately because we had that um, red cabbage slaw last week. Yes. So cream, considering for this time of the year, you haven't mentioned it no, as much as no, you No, I do. haven't.
1: But, um, you know, it's, I haven't forgotten about it, listeners. There's plenty more weeks in the year. So <laughs> look forward to more cream.
0: Oh, always a delight. Thank you so Lovely. much, Gail. Yeah, nice to see you. We'll catch you next time.
2: Bye.